Whether you're in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management provides clarity through the complexity with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit ShorelineWealth.com for more information and start your financial journey with comfort and security today. ShorelineWealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome to the Financial Wake Up Call podcast okay. with Dave Crossan. I'm Vin Avenue, just rolling out the red carpet here for Dave's like Financial that. Wake Up Call with lots of questions, lots of topics each week. Last week it was Bond, financial Bond. There Not James Bond, James. although uh, All right. maybe we could reach out to him he for some, uh, you know, get some yeah. financial you know, advice. Maybe he's looking for financial there advice. I mean, always on the run, and right? maybe we should have him in at some point <laughs> for a future podcast. There Why we not? Go. I would like but that. That'd lot, be very cool. Lots of great topics every week, Dave, and people are always inquiring and reaching out to you and, and to the short time at townsquaremedia.com email because uh, there's there's a lot of financial t- questions or topics, oh, and, and we've said it on the podcast. You know, listen, if somebody has a question about it or is thinking about a financial topic, reach out. There's other people thinking about exactly. it as well. So it's trying to help everybody out here, Dave. So uh, what's on the menu and, for this financial wake-up call? And I'm call? so glad you said that because it's never going to be a pounding the desk. You must do this. Dun, dun, you dun. Must, yeah, you must do that. <laughs> It's always going to be general information. We want that aha moment, that light bulb moment. There you go. Something where you're like, you know what? I need to look into that or I need more clarity or I need to speak with my financial advisor about that on some investment topic. Or maybe it's something with estate planning. You need to speak to your attorney or taxes. It's, you know, pretty much tax season now, Vin. So, of course, your CPA or accountant. So, Today's topic is very important because, unfortunately, this is something where people will provide information okay. and, unfortunately, becomes a set it and forget it, mm. and it can really derail a financial plan with estate planning. Not great. Not good. Not good. Not good. And what is it that I'm talking about? Well, it's beneficiary designations. These are designations where you say, or I should say, document Say a particular person, Vin. Let's okay. say I have an account and it's a brokerage account and it says TOD, transfer on death, and I name you as the beneficiary. But let's say in my will, I All have right. the money going a different direction. There you go. The question is, is it what the will says or what the beneficiary designation says that will determine where the money goes? Look, I'm pounding the desk. Here it oh is. Oh, boy. Get ready, people. A beneficiary designation will always supersede whatever the will says. So if you have an account that has a beneficiary designation to a particular person and the will says something completely different for that account, that asset, it doesn't matter what the will says. Mm. Think of it this way, Vin. With a will, a will really is a document that will tell us what to do if we don't know what to do. Meaning, if I have an account, let's say it's just in my name and there aren't any beneficiary designations, there isn't a joint owner, well, the will in its language would tell us where that asset needs to go. And the executor is that individual or could be a, a legal firm or financial firm that acts in that capacity will then do the proper distribution or transfer of that asset. Okay. 
But if you have an account that has a beneficiary designation named to a particular person or maybe to a trust or something specific, that is the direction that it's going. And even if the will says something different, it does not matter. So what are some accounts that have the ability to designate a beneficiary? Well, for starters, a retirement account, a 401k, a 403b, a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, just some examples where you have the ability to put a beneficiary or a trust or something specific. Mm. Okay. That, that's the direction it's going. Okay. Now, the reason I bring this up and typically what ends up happening is when people establish their beneficiary designations and life changes, say somebody, a beneficiary passes away or there's a divorce or right, there's some right. reason why this person shouldn't get this asset, people have a tendency to forget. They may update their will and say, hey, here's the direction I want everything to go, but they neglect the beneficiary designation update and they need to. And that's mm. one thing I do, Vin, when somebody comes into my account or comes into my office, comes into my account, listen to me, comes into my office. <laughs> well, I mean. And I look at their assets and what I do is I itemize them all out and I look to see, okay, who are the beneficiaries? Okay. And then in a lot of cases, it may be somebody that they wanted to change or somebody passed away or it needs to be updated. So number one, we want to make sure all the beneficiaries are exactly the direction they want to go, even if the will says something different, because what if we concluded the, the beneficiary designation supersedes the instructions in the will? Gotcha. Now, great point that I just mentioned. What if somebody passes away? Mm. Well, what is to happen with that asset? Well, a couple of things to consider. When you have... And I'll just make up a scenario. Let's say you have four beneficiaries. Let's say it's to children. Okay. You've got four beneficiaries, 25% goes to each beneficiary. Now, what if something happens to one of the beneficiaries? Uh-huh. Well, there is an opportunity in a lot of cases with beneficiary designation de designations to name contingent or secondary beneficiaries. So what that basically means is if something happens to a primary beneficiary, well, there's the ability to have or list on there a contingent or secondary. And what that simply means is, well, if this person isn't available, has passed away, whatever the situation is that that money won't go to them, well, it then outlines who would get it as a secondary or a contingent. Gotcha. All right. In a lot of cases with your retirement accounts, they do offer the ability to put that on there. And I highly suggest putting secondary or contingent beneficiaries just in case. If somebody passes away, you may be thinking, well, let's say one of my children unfortunately passes away before I do. Well, I'll make sure to update that beneficiary to go to a different person. Could be to their kids, my grandkids, that person who passed away, their kids. Okay. But in a lot of cases, people forget and, you know, as much as you want to think that, yes, I will update the beneficiary if that happens, you're going through a tough time, you've lost, lost a loved one, yeah. you may forget it. You may forget to do it. And again, you, there are stipulations in there that if you don't have a secondary or a contingent beneficiary, you can designate a direction that you want it to go. For example, per Sturpees, what that basically means if let's say one of my children passes away, 
it would go to their children or my grandchildren. And this is something that can be designated on the beneficiary designation. And typically you also see that same language in a will. Also per capita, what that basically means is let's say instead of if one of my children passes away, you want it to go to their children. Instead, you distribute it to the three remaining beneficiaries. Okay. It's important to talk about, Vin, and it's you know not a right, popular right. topic, obviously, but you always want to have the, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? Yeah. And if you have the opportunity to list out these different scenarios, it makes it a lot cleaner for the beneficiaries. The last thing you want is a situation where it's not clear. Mm. It's not a situation where, well, we understand where this money is to go because this person passed away. Here's another thing that we need to discuss, and let's stick with retirement accounts. With retirement accounts, I'll just use the example that we've been going with, with it going to, if I passed away, say it went to four children. If, let's say I didn't name a beneficiary, there's, you know, I just didn't put one on there for whatever reason. Right. Then again, we need to go through the will to figure out who gets this money. Here's the hiccup, Vin. When it goes directly to a beneficiary, they typically have various settlement options. They could take a lump sum. They could take it out over a 10-year period. They have the ability to accept this money over different options. And consider the fact that a 401k or, say, a traditional IRA, any distributions or money that they receive, when they pull that money out, they're going to be taxed on that money. So let's say I didn't name a beneficiary designation on my retirement account and it has to go through my estate to figure out who gets this asset. Well, that would typically eliminate the ability to have a 10-year schedule or be able to pull out over 10 years and may force a lump sum distribution. Now the whole thing is taxable right away where your beneficiaries could have taken this money out gradually over a 10-year period. Mm. So that's extremely important to look at, especially when it's pre-tax money, how the beneficiary would receive it, you want to make sure they have all the different options available to them. Not having a beneficiary designation can take that away. Here's the other one too. We were talking about accounts that would have a beneficiary designation. An insurance policy or the payout would have beneficiary designations. You want that ability to put on there, you know, where's this money going? Again, that's not something that needs to be probated. You can clearly put a beneficiary designation on there. Let's say, again, I pass away and I want this money to go to my children or grandchildren or my niece, my nephew, it doesn't matter. It would, by having them named on there, it would go to them and avoid the probate process. Again, going through the will to figure out where this money goes. And another important part to this with New Jersey with inheritance tax, a niece and nephew, which typically would be subject to inheritance tax over $500, okay. insurance proceeds, death benefit on insurance policy, there isn't an inheritance tax. So if I wanted my niece and nephew to get this money without an inheritance tax, and of course, because it's insurance, there isn't an income tax issue, you would want them on there directly named. Again, another type of an account that has the ability to name beneficiaries. Last one I'm going to mention would be an account. Let's say I have a bank account, a brokerage account in just my name, and I know exactly where I want this money to go. I want it to be paid directly to beneficiaries. Let's use the example from before, say to four children. 
then I could use the TOD, if it's a brokerage account, transfer on death, or bank account, POD, payable on death. And again, what does that do? That gives me the ability to name the beneficiaries that if something happened to me, it goes directly to them. It wouldn't have to go through the will to figure out where this money goes. And also, I can typically name a secondary beneficiary on there so that if something happens to a beneficiary, I can name another individual or have a stipulation in there. It goes to their kids or the remaining beneficiaries. It's nice and clean and it's simple. The reason why I wanted to bring that up with a lot of people when they're setting up their legacy planning, trying to figure out the best way to do it, I like to keep it as simple as possible. Sure. And if it's straightforward and it's like, this is the direction that they want to go, here's a nice opportunity to be able to name beneficiaries directly, have a backup plan that if something happens to the beneficiaries and you don't get the opportunity to update the beneficiaries or you simply forget it's named in there who would get this asset, say, if one of the beneficiaries passed away. And also, too, it's a cleaner transfer. It doesn't have to go through probate. Mm. Now, being that I'm not an attorney, I'm not. I'm not a lawyer. Nope, I'm not nope. an attorney. <laughs> there may be reasons assets should go through probate, through the will. Let's say, for example, let's say my beneficiary, a percentage of it needs to go to establish a trust, maybe it's a special needs trust for a child that needs that care and, and qualifies for certain federal and state benefits. Or maybe I have a child that is not good with money and mm. I want a trust established in the will right. that they get the money gradually rather than a lump sum. That may be a reason that you wouldn't name a direct beneficiary. Again, that's a conversation you want to have with your attorney for simple setup. You've got these beneficiary designations on here with, like I said, the retirement accounts, insurance policies, brokerage accounts where there's not, say, a joint owner where you can name a direct beneficiary on there. Like I said before, with the beneficiary designations that are on accounts, even if your will says something different, it does not matter. It's going to go the direction of what the beneficiary designation says. So it's so important, especially if it's been a long time since you set up different accounts, take a moment and review who th those beneficiaries are. Sure. I run into that a lot where I'll meet with a client and they find an account that they've you know had or they haven't been keeping track of. I shouldn't say they found the account, but they, they haven't been keeping track of an account. <laughs> there it is. Uh, maybe an old insurance policy that's all paid up and you look at it and it's like it was the beneficiary was to somebody who's either passed away. Maybe there was a divorce that mm. it hasn't been updated. Maybe it's you changed your mind. You just figured, you know what? Right. I've already given money to this child during my lifetime that I'm going to give that individual less and give more to the other beneficiaries. There's an opportunity to set up the percentages on how you want them. And the last point I'm going to make, and this is something that we were talking about throughout this whole exercise, <laughs> is if there is an ability to have a contingent or secondary beneficiary, a backup plan, if something happens to any of the beneficiaries, I highly suggest you do it because the last thing I, like, I, I would not want to see happen is you forget and then assets go a certain direction and creates complications to settle up your legacy, your accounts, and the accounts don't go in the direction that you intended them to go. And there it is, Vin, the beneficiary designations. There so important. Are. Take a look at them. If it's been a while, 
review them, and of course, if there needs to be changes, update. And if you have the ability to put a backup contingent or secondary beneficiary designation if somebody passes away, I highly suggest you do so unless you've been told by your attorney that it should go through the will in that case. There it is. There, there it is. is. There do it your is. exercises, people. There it is. Well, Dave, uh, certainly an important topic to for people to have, a conversation for people to have, rather, with you know, family and stuff like that while they figure things out. And then, of course, conversely with you as well to figure out the best plans moving forward and, you know, get the understanding that they need to make the decisions and then certainly take those next steps as well. So uh, whether it's uh, this or, or another topic, financial topic to help people out, how can they get in touch with you at Shoreline Wealth Management to, um, to have these conversations okay. and to yes. set something up? Appreciate it. Yes, Vin. Uh, thank you. Uh, phone number. 732-902-7880. Of course, you can visit us at shorelinewealth.com. And we have offices in lovely Manchester and Ma- and Manahawkin. There so they are. love to see you. Come on by. Reach out to us. Uh, we do offer a complimentary consultation for individuals who want oh, a review of uh, their assets. Absolutely. Give Dave a call or an email or... Just head on down from to Manahawkin or Manchester. Go visit Dave, and he'll guide you on your financial journey. Dave, this was a, another good podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Very important to talk about. Yes. And, and of course, everybody out there, you can listen to all the podcasts anytime. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. Just go to 94.3 The Point. You'll be able to find the Financial Wake Up Call podcast, which, of course, you may already know because you're here listening. But tell your family and friends as well. Help spread the word because uh, we're trying to help get the word out about financial decisions here. And Dave Crossen from Shoreline Wealth Management has you covered. Thank you. Stay tuned next week and we'll have another podcast for you. And in the meantime, give Dave Crossen a call. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal advice. Please consult your legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Let's face it, investment concepts and financial planning can be very intimidating and confusing. Shoreline Wealth Management addresses that feeling head on. Their goal is to educate you while offering financial advice without buzzwords and jargon. Shoreline includes you in the process and makes you comfortable every step of the way on your path to financial freedom. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit shorelinewealth.com for more information today. Shoreline Wealth Management with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA. SIPC. Whether you're in the early stages of investing, getting ready to retire, or planning your estate, you need a financial planner who will guide you on a clear path with honesty and transparency. Shoreline Wealth Management provides clarity through the complexity with offices in Manchester and Manahawkin. Shoreline Wealth Management is your financial anchor. Visit shorelinewealth.com for more information and start your financial journey with comfort and security today. Shorelinewealth.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.